it's Megan, it's Morgan, and, and we're in. Hey guys, what's up? The Jolly Holiday here at Self Title Club. Oh, that was so cute. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> right? I honestly kind of wanted to say like, and we're jolly. And I was like, I can't think of a way to make that work. Nah, I'm glad you I didn't. I like Jolly Holiday here at Self Title Club. Yeah, if you don't like Mary Poppins, take a spoonful of sugar because it'll help that go down. That sounded really dirty. Alternatively, <laughs> leave. <laughs> yeah, just can you please just like Mary Poppins? Like, like I don't know how you don't already, but like, get your shit together. Yeah. Get your opinions, put them in a box. They're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me spend the next hour telling you why. <laughs> So I guess you should uh, set them up for what they can expect from <laughs> us now. We're just getting right into it. So it's our Mary Poppins episode. Whoop, whoop. Yay. Uh, as we mentioned in the last episode, we both really, really love Mary Poppins. And obviously there was a new one that came out recently. So of course our non-movie movie review podcast <laughs> had to do another movie review. <laughs> <laughs> We're not a movie podcast. Guys. We promise. <laughs> just the holidays. So many good movies come out. Yes. Oh my God. It's the movie season. Like none come out. Like no good movies come out between like September and November, and then all of a sudden December, it's like bruh, 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 bruh. Bruh, bruh. well, sorry, no. November is usually Harry Potter, so November is included in good movies. But fair point. Still. So yeah, there's uh there's three movies. In case you didn't know, there's the original Mary Poppins. There's Mary Poppins Returns, which just came out, and then there is also Saving Mr. Banks, which came out back in 2013. Yeah, so it was Mary Poppins, Saving Mr. Banks, and then Mary Poppins Returns. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're probably going to talk about them in the order that they're supposed to be watched, which is Saving Mr. Banks. Wait. No. Mary Poppins, Saving Mr. Banks, and then, yeah. Yeah, because we're going to talk about them pretty much in the, the order that they came out. Yeah, that makes sense. Because uh, I, I like... Whatever. We'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Mary Poppins, how like we both first kind of got into it, started watching it, became obsessed, etc., uh, and then we'll talk about watching Saving Mr. Banks together and also Mary Poppins Returns. All right. Let's just get into it because we got a lot to go through. Yeah. It's uh, three movies. Yeah. And first we got to tell you why the fuck we're obsessed. So oh, let's go. God. <laughs> so Mary Poppins. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I even know how you got into it. Uh, I, I just realized, know you love it. I realized that while I was like writing it down, I was like, I don't know if like we've ever really talked about this. Um, it was mostly my grandparents because like it was kind of an older movie anyways. And like it was a musical and stuff. And I just remember watching it as a kid and like not super giving a shit when I was younger because I liked like Little Mermaid and all the animated mm -hmm. ones. Uh, but I did love the music. Like I've loved the soundtrack ever since I was a kid. And then, yeah, I don't know what age exactly I got older and watched it again and realized what I thought was the meaning behind the movie, <laughs> which is like just remaining a child at heart, like not all the time, but like keeping joy in your life, essentially. Like you can still be an adult and still do all these things, but still be happy and have that childlike joy in your life still. Yeah. Bo show. Uh, I actually also was kind of obsessed with Mary Poppins. I like to think, I realized when I was writing this too, that there are two people that I'd never really mentioned to you. 
Miss Frizzle and Mary Poppins were kind of like my idols when I was a kid. Nice. They were just like these sassy ladies who like a boss dudes around like it was nothing mm-hmm. and were just like intelligent, strong women that were able to like hold their own in well, for Miss Frizzle in like a field that typically wouldn't be dominated by women and mm-hmm. then Mary Poppins is like a quote unquote nanny, but she just breaks that stereotype all over the nanny place. Is. Yeah. yeah. I definitely idolized Mary Poppins mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. I, um, my mom showed it to me cause she noticed, I mean, I love Disney movies, but like mm-hmm. I specifically actually really liked musicals and like my parents aren't super into musicals, but like they like Grease and like my mom really likes Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. So she showed me Mary Poppins and I think she showed it to me when I was like six or seven and I actually really loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite, uh, was Mary Poppins and Bert. I just love them. I love them. I love them so much. Their dynamic is so just sweet and cute. Oh. And, like, even Bird on His Own is just wonderful, and Mary on Her Own is wonderful. I just love them both. But, yeah, so she showed me that. And then when I was in grade three at my elementary school, we did a Mary Poppins musical. Oh, my God. And it's funny because I immediately, instead of, like, trying out to be, like, Jane or, like, one of the, like, people in, I wanted to be in the choir. Yeah. I was like, I'm not even trying out for the show because I just want to learn every single beat of these songs I and know them forever. I loved the music so much. It was just so happy and fun and just gave me joy to think about. So yeah, we did the choral piece for it and it was cool because it was almost like we were a production too. Because mm-hmm. like when it would just when it was just the scenes going like we were blacked out. But when the songs came up, they actually put spotlights on us. And like we did that in grade two. We did Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> and it was kind of the same thing where like the choir yeah. was all on the risers to the side. Mm-hmm. And then we were blacked out during the scenes. And then the music started. We all stand up and do the epic fucking song. Yeah. Felt and then, so hardcore. And like it's kind of cool because, yeah, like in um in the spoonful of sugar like on down we all like kind of bent down and came back Ah! up like on go down and it was just so cute oh oh my god and then the one um for the i love to laugh we kept like having so much fun imitating all the laughs like it was just honestly a blast that sounds like such a precious show oh it was so good it was like almost my whole family came (laughs) because i think my whole family just really likes mary poppins for some reason i don't know great fucking movie i I love it fight anyone (laughs) that says different like it's such a wholesome movie i know it's so good Uh. and then we became friends and this one day i think we were just hanging out here in this room in Lemmer's basement (laughs) (laughs) and I think we I think you might have been sleeping over because I was like what movie do you want to watch and you were like I don't know maybe like a musical and I was like yo do you want to watch Mary Poppins and you were like buddy (laughs) I never not want to watch Mary Poppins and I'm pretty sure you were like man like I have a couple movies but I don't know like if you'd be down for them and I was like well what do you have right and you were like well I have Mary Poppins but like and I was like oh throw that in and you were like seriously (laughs) and I was like yeah dude and then we just fucking like died watching Mary Poppins yeah. together. We sang the whole thing together and we were amazing. like crying at the end. Oh, it was so good. So that's how we got into it, I yeah. guess. And I've just been like obsessed with it ever since. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I think I just want to note that I love about the music is like all of the music is singable. I find that the song that actually gets stuck in my head most is Mr. Banks's song when he's singing about going to the bank and stuff, the life yeah. I lead. That's the song that gets stuck in my head the most. Which really? is kind of weird, yeah. For Just me, like the tune, the do 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 
I think it's because that tune is kind of used as an overture through the the whole movie anyway. That's fair. So I think it's more just that tune that gets stuck in my head, but I fucking love it. For me, the one that gets stuck the most in my head is uh, Feed the Birds. Ugh! I think it's because uh, for some reason, like, I remember when I was, maybe not the first time I watched it, but I remember, like, asking my mom about that scene. I was kind of like... It seems like a, like the it. saddest part of the movie. Like I don't really understand. My mom like took the time to explain everything mm-hmm. about how like you know she doesn't really have much on her own, but like her whole thing is about like giving to others, e- even though she doesn't have much. And it's like it's always kind of meant something to me. So maybe that's why it gets stuck in my head the most. Aww. But I don't know. That's what- precious. Whatever. <laughs> I like it. Whatever. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the movie now itself? Sure. Yeah, we'll quickly go over that. So, again, anyone that hasn't seen Mary Poppins, fuck yourself and go watch it. <laughs> but anyway, we'll go through a quick little summary of what happens in case you won't stop this and watch it. So, basically, Mary Poppins is... Some people say she's in the Harry Potter universe. As a Harry Potter fan myself, uh, I low-key want to believe it just because I love Mary Poppins, but I don't think I so. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> but she is obviously somewhat magical, but... Yeah. It's about the Banks family, and the dad's a banker, and there's two kids, and the wife is a suffragette. Yes. Yes. And they're just kind of going through some rough times. Uh, the dad's really stressed out about his job at the bank. Oh, yeah. So Jane and Michael are not like tyrants, but they're classic little shit kids. Yeah. Like, I think Jane's like seven and Michael's mm-hmm. or maybe nine and Michael's like seven or five or whatever. Like, like they're younger. Especially just with like busy parents, like whatever. So the movie opens on them. Their nanny's leaving again because their nanny's like, these kids are too much to fucking handle. Fuck this. Yeah. And she pieces out. So they're trying to find a new nanny. There's like a whole thing where they have like this huge lineup of nannies out the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this like strong wind comes through and like blows them all away. And it's hilarious. Uh, and then Mary Poppins comes sailing in from the sky. Yep. With her umbrella. That's another thing that's just such like an icon in that movie. Like mm-hmm. oh. Anyway. So yeah, Mary Poppins comes and she is just kind of like the nanny that whips them into shape but also shows them that they can have fun while being like responsible children Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and she kind of brings light into the life where they're lacking with their father like their father's very strict with them and doesn't really want to play with them because he's a busy banker and you know is tired Mm -hmm. when he gets home but i think he just kind of forgets what it's like being a kid and wanting to play all the time so mary shows them like the best time ever ever Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh so like she makes cleaning up fun they go into the sidewalk chalk land so good and then yeah they come back and they had a kite that uh was broken and they kept asking their dad to go fly the kite with them but he never wanted to but they kept asking and asking and he was like you know what michael i think it's time that you invest in the bank because you're too much of a child (laughs) and i'm like what the fuck michael's so young i don't okay no and it's not even i love this because it's after they go on all their adventures and stuff, and mm-hmm. Mr. Banks is just like, they're going on all these stupid adventures that, like, they don't get anything from. They should be doing something, like, more useful and blah, blah, blah. And this is just classic Mary Poppins. And she's like, oh, you're right. They should totally come to the bank with you to work tomorrow. Right. And he's like, yes, you're right. Wait. What? <laughs> uh, okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, Michael makes his first investment into the bank. Fidelity Fiduciary Bank. Yes. <laughs> 
those two notes after just played in my head. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Do do do. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so then they go to the bank and the main banker man played by fucking is it yeah, Dick Van Dyke does both of them. So Dick Van Dyke plays both the old banker and Bert, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And he's such a creepy, just like excessive old man. Yeah. Michael gets scared to hell and leaves. They end up running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, that's when I just realized two or three days ago that the song is called Step In Time and not Stepping Time. As in it is currently Stepping Time. Yeah, I knew it was step in time. I did not know that. Oh. I have been singing like step in time, step in time. <laughs> nope. It's a song telling you to not fuck up and step in time with the song. When you step in time, you step in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. Managed to go 24 years without figuring that shit out. Yeah. But like basically that whole thing happens because the kids are upset about what happened at the bank. So uh, Bert and Mary want to cheer the kids up. So all the chimney sweeps kind of do this whole big number. It's and it's super cute. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. my God. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then they come back to the house and obviously their father's upset because they were supposed to come straight home and they didn't know where the kids were. Uh, so then... The kids get home. It's super late. And Mr. Banks is like, obs pissed because when they left the bank, he told them to go straight home. Uh, so as like an amends, Michael gives him his tuppence and is like, put it in the bank. Like, whatever. We'll be more responsible. So he heads off to the bank and he's all like sulking and stuff, singing the song <laughs> and uh, gets to the bank, tries to deposit the tuppence and essentially gets like the shit reamed out of him by Dick Van Dyke, the old banker man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have their names. Mr. Dow's Sr. Yes. Which is important because he plays Mr. Dow's Jr. in, <laughs> in the new movie. Uh, yeah, so Mr. Dow's Sr. essentially gives him a reaming out, fires him pretty much. Yeah. And uh, he just has an epiphany. Uh, well, basically, yeah, the Mr. Dow's Sr. Yeah, D-O-W-E-S. Yeah, he basically says, like, any last words, Banks? And he looks at the tuppence and he says, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And they're like, fucking what? Yeah. (laughs) And he tells one of Uncle Albert's jokes and they all laugh about it. And I think he ends up getting his job back, but I don't think it's stated in the movie per se. I think you just assume. I don't think it matters. But then he just, like, runs home, basically. He fixes the kite and then they all go fly a kite. And while they're flying the kite, the wind changes and Mary Poppins leaves. And that's the end that you left on. Yes. That's the short synopsis of the movie. Mm. And now we're going to talk about our favorite parts of the movie. Holy. Uh, first of all, practically perfect in every way. Yes. Yes. When I got home from seeing Mary Poppins Returns, when Michael... Michael, what? When Connor's dad asked me how I liked the movie... Uh, he said, how was it? I said, practically perfect in every way. Yes. Did he get it? No. <laughs> but it's fine. Fair. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I got it. And that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, yeah. My first note about loving the movie is just Julie Andrews with a bunch of hearts. Mm-hmm. She is absolutely perfect. I adore Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke. Like, yes. Mary and Bert are so fucking cute. Yeah, honestly, it's going to be, I'll talk more about it in Mary Poppins Returns, but like in this movie, they made the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Mary and Bert are just my favorite part of the whole thing. Definitely. I love them so much. They are amazing. 
and like their character dynamic is so sweet because they never really explain like how Bert knows her or anything like that but they just have this like super cute like knowing joking whatever relationship and it's just so funny I also love how um this is kind of going a little bit ahead of ourselves but Mm -hmm. in Saving Mr. Banks um the girl was like oh there's there's no romance between Mary and Bert and it's like (laughs) lalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalal
stepping on the rooftop. Now we're doing this. Oh, now we're doing this. And you're just like, cool. <laughs> awesome. And then they just say step in time 700 billion times. Yep. And you're like, the song is much better when you watch the dance with it. Especially with Mary's part in it. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so good. Yeah. I used to watch that literally. I'd watch it over and over again. It's just <laughs> because, course. like, especially, like, from a dancing perspective, mm-hmm. it was just so technically great. It's it like, was so oh, good. Oh, my God. I loved it. Them big dance numbers. What's your favorite Mary Poppins song? Ooh. I would have to say I really, really like I Love to Laugh. Even though, like, most of that song isn't necessarily sung a lot, I fucking I love to, to laugh. Ho, 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 ho. Long and loud and clear. Yeah, so cute. Uh, otherwise, honestly, the Sister Suffragette song. Really? Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I love that song. I love, like, it's impossible to choose the whole soundtrack. There's songs that, like, I like listening to and I want to, like, sing along to the soundtrack. Yeah. But, like, my favorite songs are definitely Sister Suffragette or I Love to Laugh. My favorite would be Jolly Holiday. Oh, I do love Jolly Holiday, though. Yeah. I think that's, like, my all-time favorite Jolly Holiday. Mm -hmm. Like, I love all of it, but if I had to pick one, like, it would definitely be Jolly Holiday. It's just so cute and fun. I love the way they describe each other in that song. I know. Like, when she's talking about Burton, she's like, you'd never think of pushing your advantage. Like, oh, it's so cute. And it just proves how, like, sweet of a dude Bert is. I was going to say, "Ah." for Mary Poppins to praise you in that way, like... Bert is the real MVP. Real MVP. Like, he he has no magic. He's just a great guy. He's just along for the ride, having a great fucking time all the time. He's like, oh, oi, Mary Poppins? Fuck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's have some fun. I think my second favorite would be Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Just because it's fun. Oh, it's amazing. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. <laughs> you're not enough, you're precocious. <laughs> yes. And then the um de lily um de yeah, I love that too. It's like I travel all around. Oh, it's so good. I would just sing the whole song and you can I, stop. I love how like it's not just a musical, but there's so much just expressive voice in the songs too. Like they're not just singing, they're literally telling you a story the whole time. Yeah, I know. It's so good. Ah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's just it's just so classic and fun. That's what I love of my Mary Poppins. And then also, you think about like the time it came out, and it came out in the sixties, motherfucker. Yeah. How did they do animation and live action so well together? Honestly, even to this day, like it's not. I don't get it. It's not perfect, but like when I go back and look at it, it looks really it's good. Perfect, like. <laughs> Fuck it's you. Not perfect, it's perfect, but it's perfect. <laughs> no, I just mean like if you're putting it to like today's standards, mm-hmm. obviously not. But like it looks really good, especially for yeah, coming out in '64. You said, uh, sixty. Yep, '64. Yeah, like that's insane. Mm-hmm. I have wanted to do a Jolly Holiday Bert and Mary cosplay for fucking ever. Yeah, me too. Except I'm dating someone that would never do that. Chance has like agreed to it. My problem is I don't want to do it unless I have the money to do it like well like i would want to either order the costumes or like have someone make them for us or something see i don't know about bert's um what he's wearing but i'll have to show you if i can find it but my cousin actually did like she did mary poppins one year for halloween and it wasn't like 100 percent perfect but it's still like you got the idea and it looked Mm -hmm. really good like you can still do it without buying the legit thing no i don't mean like buying the legit thing but i still want want to just like 
go to Value Village and like buy a white dress and a red belt and be like, I'm Mary Poppins. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I want to try and find like the nice umbrella and stuff. That's the big thing is like her umbrella is iconic. Yeah. So I feel like I would have to definitely do that well. Mm-hmm. Or do like a regular Mary Poppins, like not the Jolly Holiday one. Yeah. But even then I would still need the bird umbrella. The what? The bird umbrella. Oh, I thought you said the Bert umbrella. I was like, Bert. uh, he has a, a broom. A <laughs> but, um. And a brush full. That actually too. reminds me. The umbrella is iconic and also her never ending bag. Mm-hmm. That always tripped me so hard growing up. I was like, how the fuck? I love those carpet bags. <laughs> so good. We had an old duffel bag like that. I don't even know where my mom got it from. And the second I saw it, I was like, that's a Mary Poppins bag. Yeah, my Nana had one. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. Like, it's a thing. And then, but you can fit a lot of shit in it, to be fair, but not I mean, like not. full size lamps. <laughs> 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 like fucking Mary Poppins. God damn it. Uh, yep okay so i guess we can stop rambling about how much we love mary poppins and start rambling how much we love the other stuff fair enough okay (laughs) so saving mr banks oh man so I was so confused when Saving Mr. Banks came out because I saw trailers for it and like I saw a bunch of stuff saying that like it was the story of Mary Poppins and I was like I don't fucking understand how these are connected. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, especially oh because in most of the commercials it looks like a very sad story. So you're like, and what? a lot of the previews were showing clips from like so in Saving Mr. Banks it tells two stories essentially. It's the story of P.L. Travers who wrote the original book that the movies are based off of. And her fight with Disney to get rights to the movie. And then there's also flashback scenes of her childhood, which tell the story of not necessarily what the, the Mary Poppins is based off of, but the characters, can, the, the characters are influenced by her life very obviously. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I first saw previews, all the stuff that was being shown was like stuff from her childhood. And I'm like, what the fuck does this have to do with Mary Poppins? That's what I mean. Like it looked very sad and like, what not... does this young Australian girl have to do with <laughs> fucking Mary Poppins? I'm so confused. Yeah. So the movie essentially is, again, the story of how Mary Poppins got made. So when the book first came out, uh, Walt Disney's daughters were reading it and they like called him into the room and they really loved the book and they were kind of obsessed with it. And Disney was already making movies at this point. And so he essentially made a promise to his daughters that he would get Mary Poppins on the big screen. And he then proceeded to spend the next 20 fucking years pestering and pestering and pestering and pestering P.L. Travers to get the rights to this book and she was like no like I will not have this she's not whimsical in fantasy she's not animated it's not a musical like she's a serious person like that's the end of it and then after 20 years he have finally convinced her to come to Florida because she needed the money yeah. she was gonna lose her house she wasn't selling any more books and her agent was like look like I get that you don't want to do this but like you need the money it's either this or like you lose all your shit and she was like but I like my shit and he was like yeah I know <laughs> that's why you need to go do this yeah duh you know say what you want about Walt Disney but god that man's persistent so persistent 20 like, fucking years I can't imagine and like I've, I've seen so many things that's like oh like that's badgering and blah 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 and I'm like I mean it's not like he was, like, sending people to her house and, like, 
calling her like once a week she literally said he sent her a letter once a year for 20 years for 20 years being like these are my new terms will you accept them and she'd be like no i actually think he also sent them to her agent too yeah so it wasn't like he was directly contacting her and being like hey bitch yeah give me your rights he was like okay here's the terms for her like talk to her about them see what she says and she was just immediately like no because she was just so closed off to the idea she didn't want to sell mary poppins essentially yeah that's what she felt like she was doing um so yeah the movie basically goes into it starts off with her heading to florida meeting disney it's the whole story about so she didn't want any animation she didn't want any songs or anything like that and obviously we've I would assume I'll see Mary Poppins and know that that is a thing in the movie. <laughs> so the whole movie, you're like, how does this like end up becoming a thing? Because when she goes to Florida, she hasn't actually signed over the rights yet. So the whole movie is just them trying to impress her enough to finally sign over the rights to the movie. While that's going on, it's also mirroring back to her past and showing her family life. Uh, her father also used to work at a bank uh, I don't remember exactly where they started living. They were in Australia. I don't remember where they start, though. Her dad loses his job at the bank because, like, it's very clear that he's just very beat down by living this day-to-day, going to work, just working for his life. Like, he's very passionate about his kids and having fun with them and everything. And it's just, he's very run down by life and eventually becomes an alcoholic and loses his job because of it. So they move out to the middle of butt heck nowhere in Australia. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't swear there, but whatever. <laughs> but heck is actually a lot more funny. But heck nowhere. <laughs> in, uh, in Australia. And he gets a job at a new bank. And it starts off good, but then he starts drinking again. Uh, and essentially does a lot of really, really embarrassing shit. Uh, there's this really interesting overlay between when the people at Disney are putting together all the music and stuff. And they're talking about the song the life i lead that mr banks sings and they overlay it with a speech that oh by the way so peel travers her real name is ginty that's her like childhood australian name so ginty is at a presentation for her father it's like a big fair the bank is doing the speech so they overlay the song with the speech because they're both very similar and then he just ends up being drunk and calling her up on stage and it's this whole embarrassing thing Scars are for life, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he falls off the stage. And then he ends up getting really, really sick. And... Uh, drink kills him. Yeah, no. The drink just kills him. But before he dies, um, it gets really rough. Like, his state is bad. And he, all he wants... He's going through withdrawal. So all he wants mm-hmm. is drink. So she goes up to him and says, Daddy, like, what can I do for you? Like, I just want... Oh, no, she goes, here, Daddy, read... She wrote a poem. Yeah, read my poem. And, like, he looks at it and can barely read it because he's so sick. And he's just like, honestly, like, I just... If you just... Can you do me a favor? Like, go there. This is where my stash is. Can you get this for me? And she's like, yeah, Mom already took that out. Mom, like, took it all away. And he freaks out. Yeah. And, like, throws her letter. So, like, it's, it's such a heartbreaking movie, honestly, to, like, see where all that inspiration for the book came from yeah and then she uh, ends up giving like finding she finds it she scours the house and finds it and brings it to him yeah and is just like i just need to make my dad happy like i don't care what it is that i give him yeah as long as it's making him happy and then he asks her to go get pears for him well no before that so like um so that night like she wakes up in the middle of the night and her mom's like staying outside her room oh yeah gosh and her mom's like i know you gave it to him 
And she's just like, what do you mean? And she's like, I know it was you. It's okay. But like, I can't deal with this anymore. Take care of your sister. And then leaves. Literally just leaves. And she's like, wait, what the fuck, mom? What? What? So she, they have a horse. So they grab, she grabs the horse. The little kid gets on the horse by herself and follows the mom out because she had a decent head start because she kind of sat there like, should I follow her? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and she finds her just like standing, like going into Walking the water. Into a giant ravine. Yeah. Like that's like, you can see like on the sides, there's not much of a current, but in the middle it starts getting really rough. So I feel like she would have like gone under with the undertow. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, she's walking out and the little kid goes after her mom and, like, grabs her and says, no, like, let's go home. Yeah, she starts yelling at her and then her mom, like, breaks down. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. (laughs) So then, yeah, so the dad's super sick and then says, here, go get me some pears. Like, I'm, that's all I need right now. And then she goes, gets pears. By the time she gets back, her dad's passed. Um, But they called the mom's sister over to help because... You know, the mom was so ready to kill herself. She's like, maybe I should get some help around here. You know. So that's the her sister is who Mary Poppins is based off of. Because she's very like, spit spot. Let's go. Let's mm-hmm. clean up the house. Let's do this. Like, And it's really interesting because like she shows up. She's in all black, like very serious, very like get to it, get done. But then there's things like she still has the carpet bag that still seems to have like a weird amount of stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And like there's those little things that like you can tell were obviously influenced from her. Yeah. But like the character is so weirdly different. Mm -hmm. But at the same time to her, it's the same. So. And also, I've never read the book, so. I really do want to read the book now. Yeah. See the difference. Yeah. So that was her story. And then um you sorry you were talking about the overlay of the song so then basically that song um happens and she has this freak out about like why is mr bank so mean like he rips up the letter and he doesn't he throws out the kite like make him nice he wasn't awful he man wasn't a bad person yeah he just was yeah so she has her whole freak out and leaves and essentially is like i'm not giving you the rights like mm-hmm. you're doing it wrong and like pieces out and then walt disney kind of thinks about it some and I think she said, like, you'll never understand, like, the story, essentially. Like, you won't get the point, so you can't make the movie because you don't understand what it's about. And he eventually kind of figured it out. He's like, it's not the kids that Mary Poppins is trying to save. It's the dad. Which was a huge turn in the Mary Poppins movie for me. Because, yeah. like we said, we've been obsessed with it since we were kids. And I've always, always, always thought that it was about helping the kids. Mm-hmm. And then he says that, and I'm like saving the father like what what the fuck does that mean and then so she signs the rights over they do the premiere it's a whole happy thing well i was gonna say before um before that i was just gonna say Mm. because yeah she freaks out and then they end up actually making the song at the end let's go fly a kite and they make mr banks better and then that's why she finally agrees dancing around with them and actually singing and then she agrees to have the music in it because she's Mm -hmm. like you know they won me over but the reason she decides not to go through with movies because they want to put the animated penguins in Mm -hmm. and then she's like no like i i went on the music fine but no no animation and then she pieces oh yeah that's what it was But yeah, then Walt Disney finally understands and she signs it over to get some closure and they have the premiere and it's just so, so sweet and precious. Uh, and like, 
there's a thing all throughout the movie that they do where like so she gets to the hotel room and there's a bunch of ridiculous Disney like <laughs> stuffies and baskets and shit all over the place and she's like what is this like this is so extra and retarded she and basically she throws everything all. out yeah she just gets rid of them all and then later on in the movie she's upset about the movie and she ends up going to get the giant stuffed Mickey to sleep with him which I thought was super, super cute. So cute. So cute. And then at the premiere, she's like, she's standing there outside the theater and she's looking at the sign all nervous and stuff. And then she turns and someone in a Mickey Mouse suit just like offers their hand out to her to walk her to the theater. And I'm just like, ah! Literally pulled, my heart. pulled on dim heartstrings. Ah, pulled so hard. I can't. It's so good. Um, so that's the movie. Yeah. So the one thing, the number one thing that I really loved about the movie was how, like, the story was told in almost an abstract way. It was so weird, but so great. Like, especially the flashbacks of her childhood where they're going over, like, her dad being an alcoholic and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. no one ever says he's an alcoholic, but, like, you find, like, the mother finding the flask or, like, little bottles in his in jacket. His pocket when he came home early. Yeah. And, and like, her just, like, looking like devastated and like you catch little bits and pieces like oh we had to move for this again like please like get better and Mm -hmm. like when he like freaks out at the office the one day and like forgets little things like you just kind of piece together yourself what's happening yeah they never actually explicitly say it but i just think it says something about how good at storytelling they are because they never had to say like oh i'm an alcoholic but like you got it Mm -hmm. and that's basically how the whole story goes too it's just so beautiful mrs travers the author is freaking hilarious hilarious oh my god she is just no bullshit no nonsense kind of woman my way or get the fuck out (laughs) and like it seems like she was definitely that way in life also because they it's a repeated thing throughout the whole movie that she wants all their meetings recorded Mm -hmm. and then at the end of the movie they start playing the original recordings from their meetings so like they actually recorded all their sit-down sessions and like literally the second it starts it's from a scene earlier where she's like nitpicking the exterior like the way the script's written because it's the script writing like yeah exterior this shot blah 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 and she's just like ripping it apart and it's so funny (laughs) yeah and both of the the writers are like uh no one's ever gonna see this and she's like it needs to be changed see it did you get that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah no it's so funny it's wonderful i think um emma thompson was fan-fucking-tastic because she's also done um nanny mcphee which mm-hmm. is hilarious it's it's not like a great great movie but i think it's hilarious and nanny I think mcphee she, by herself in that movie is funny yeah and i think like her as pl travers was honestly perfect excellent yeah uh tom hanks as walt disney was also fucking excellent i mean i fucking love tom hanks in anything so yeah very true but him as walt disney particularly was very very good i fucking loved we rewatched saving mr banks again <laughs> at my house i think i know what you're going and my boyfriend watched it with us. <laughs> and at one point walt disney just like coughs real hard and my chance was like oh boy you got that uh, lung cancer there eh and i literally turned to him and i was like you do know Walt Disney died from lung cancer, right? <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck, no. And I was like, yeah, that's the thing. That's why he does that all throughout the movie. He never liked to smoke, like, in front of people, but he smoked like a maniac. Yeah, like, literally, um, P.L. Travers walked in on him the one time, and he was just smoking, and he was like, awkward, don't like doing this in front of people. But... Yeah, I'm pretty sure the secretary says that, too. She's like, oh, like, he doesn't like smoking in front of people. That's why, like... I would have preferred to give him notice, but yeah, fine. and that's what I mean too with like the abstract storytelling. Like you know that he's sick and has an issue because he keeps coughing and like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't like smoke in front of people. So like you can put together that yeah, he's sick and probably gonna die from this, but they never say it, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Again, I love it. 
Um, I f- personally freaked out when we rewatched this because when I first watched it, I never uh, watched The Office. <laughs> so now that I've seen The Office and I watched it again, fucking Ryan is oh in it. Oh my god! And he's fucking hilarious. B J Novak. I love him in this movie. What a he's dude. awesome! He plays one of the Sherman brothers. Yes, and he like I think he was a uh, he was in the war because he said he got shot. Yeah. <laughs> but like they never actually said he's like yeah he just got shot and she was like. Hmm. I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I knew that he was a war vet already just because, like, I, I think I looked into the story at some point or another because the two guys that did the music, both of their last names are Sherman. And I was like, what's that about? Uh, so, yeah, I knew he was a war vet. But, yeah, in the movie, he's just she's just like, why does he have a cane? And why does he limping? Like, what the heck? And they were like, he got shot. And she was like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, I see that. Yep. <laughs> it's like not even because of war. I'm not surprised someone shot him. <laughs> uh, I'm also like a big nerd for cinematography in movies and stuff. The fucking transitions between the present to past in that movie. Like the ones specifically that I keep remembering are it literally just like pans up to the sky as some music changes and then it pans back down and all of a sudden you're in like Ginty's world and you're back there and it was just so seamless and fucking beautiful yeah I remember like freaking out about that it was Ugh. so gorgeous so gorgeous yeah I think the movie was very well made and thought out like every they did everything for a reason mm-hmm. like it was very good um I was gonna say it was kind of cool how like this movie is pretty dark and like heartbreaking mm-hmm. but they still kept it fun with like bringing Mary Poppins into it and like them trying to convince her to like have the music in mm-hmm. is like when you hear the music and everyone's dancing and having fun or like when she's just being a downright bitch to them and like that's the parts where you're like oh my god this is hilarious and then it beats you down with something sad and then you get lifted up again and, and then it beats like, you down ah. <laughs> yeah it's god it's, it's a ride <laughs> it's a ride i also love the uh <laughs> Even after they play the Let's Go Fly a Kite song and, like, she's singing along and loving it and everything. And everyone's like, oh, my God, that was great. And she's just like, shouldn't it be let us go and fly a kite, though? Let us go and fly. Well, we'll work on it. Like and She's, she's like, still her typical, like, grammatic. Yeah. She did that and then she was like, I'd be willing to overlook it. And then he was like, thank God. <laughs> God. Um, the last note that I had for it was at the premiere when uh, they're in the audience and she sees the animated penguins and <laughs> yeah. she literally just was like, put her head in her hands and was just like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I cannot believe this is in here and like freaking out. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, so I kind of looked into it today just to see how factual everything was in Saving Mr. Banks and like the way the story was and everything. So pretty much Saving Mr. Banks is true. Like the story of her childhood is true and the story of her uh, and Disney is true. And I just really like this quote from her. It was pretty much, uh, I don't know that it's directly based on my, it was essentially they were asking her if it was like autobiography kind of thing. And she was like, I don't know that it's directly based on my personal life. I think that Mr. Banks is a little like my father and Mrs. Banks in her most flustered is perhaps a little like my mother, but really I don't think it's based on my childhood. And that was in 1977. It's weird that she touched on like the parents being kind of like her parents, but she didn't mention anything about her aunt being like Mary, Mm -hmm. which I found was the most like connection. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Weird. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I... Do you know what I always think about, too? What? I don't know if P.L. Travers has passed, which we might, I guess, look up. Can you look that up before I say my next point, yep. actually? She died in 
uh april 20 april of 1996 okay that makes a lot more sense then i was like i wonder if they had to go through this whole thing look it's her and julie andrews and walt at the premiere yeah they showed that at the credits oh it's so cute though i know (laughs) yeah that makes a lot more sense though that if she died in the 90s because i was like i wonder if they had to go through this whole thing again with getting the rights to make saving (laughs) mr banks and be like no that's not what happened you have to do this and you have to do that that would be so fucking funny literally i was thinking like how the fuck did they even get her to do this oh my god i guess if she had passed away that makes more sense (laughs) they're like she's dead we can finally do it (laughs) god damn that's so funny they're probably just like let's wait this out let's do this right i mean like (laughs) (laughs) r.i.p peel travers but like damn that's funny (laughs) we originally watched this at a friend's house but like we didn't really pay attention because we were hanging out with people and like there's talking and shit going on we were like this movie seems interesting but there's a fucking lot going on and i cannot keep track of it well and not to mention like we would get talking and then we'd look back and there'd be something like crazy heavy going on and we're just like what i specifically remembered like talking and then we started paying attention again when her mom was in the river me too we were like what the fuck is going on like yeah jesus christ so yeah we had to rewatch it so we ended up uh holding up in lemmer's basement (laughs) once again and we sat down and we watched all of saving mr banks together and i'm pretty sure we probably cried at the end oh i I definitely cried or we at least got like super emotional and then we were just like what do we do now do you want to watch mary poppins (laughs) immediately after watching saving mr banks pro tip don't fucking do that no please don't it makes mary poppins so fucking sad (laughs) so sad Oh, man. Yeah. When you watch it on its own, it's totally happy and great and fun. And when you watch it after Saving Mr. Banks, it's like, why? So sad. Why? Oh, my God. (laughs) Why? But it really (laughs) hits home the point that the movie was trying to make that Mary Poppins wasn't there for the kids. She was there for Mr. Banks. Mm -hmm. And it's fucked. I was pretty tripped out about it for a while. I'm not going to lie. Which is a little insane going into talking about Mary Poppins Returns. Because <gasps> this time she was there for Michael. Kind of. Who is the new Mr. Banks. Ah! <laughs> Which is insane. It all comes full circle. Uh. <laughs> so Mary Poppins Returns. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet. She came back. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she also, returned as Emily Blunt. It's a new-ish movie. So, like, obviously, I mean, if you haven't seen the original Mary Poppins, it's literally been almost... No, I guess it hasn't almost been 20 years. But it's been a fucking while. Get your shit together. Since the original Mary Poppins? 64, yeah. It's been way more than 20 years. Uh, I... Yeah, no, I meant to say something different. I'm dipping. <laughs> I was like, uh, it's been, like, it's over been 50. It's been a fucking while. <laughs> Not over 50. I don't know. It's been a long time. People who were in it have died. Like, that's how <laughs> long. I mean, Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke are still around, but like. Uh, they are never dying. Yeah. No, they're not allowed. Same with Betty White. <laughs> they care. are living forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, and um, Maggie Smith. Yep. They're all living Just forever. forever. Stanley already passed. No, though. don't talk about it. Okay. Have you seen just... Into the Spider-Verse yet? Nope. Bye. <laughs> not talking about it. <laughs> okay no just literally the obviously he has a cameo in it but it's like animated i almost cried when he came on screen oh my god i didn't realize i was gonna feel that many things i was like if he's in captain marvel i'm definitely gonna cry so in mary poppins returns <laughs> we come back to is it what number is it is it 11 17 cherry 17. tree lane i always forget the number but okay so they are still living on 17 cherry tree lane 
the admiral and admiral boom yes. and the captain are still living next door which kills me yeah um so michael and his three kids annabelle john and georgie so uh and their three kids all live in the house um they did live there with michael's wife who i don't know the name of she wasn't credited i don't actually think they say her name no, I think it was just uh, your mother or my wife. Mm-hmm. And in the song, he sings, he's just like, my dear. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Which is so sweet. <sighs> Makes me so sad. So it's a little under a year since she's passed away, I think is the whole thing. It's yeah. almost coming up on now a year. Um, and his sister, uh, Jane, lives in like a flat nearby, but she's around very often. And oh my God, Jane runs a fucking... Not a protest group. I forget what exactly it's called. It was an actual thing back in the day for, like, workers' rights, essentially. Yeah. So uh, it's basically, like, a suffragette. Yeah, like. she's, like, a workers' union, like, protester, and I love it so much. She takes after her mom. So good. It's so cute. Especially because I love the mom. Yeah. So it's so cool that Jane did the same thing. I love it. She's so cute. And, and Jane, yeah. Jane in this movie is, like, really good. Perfect. Yeah, so is Michael, but, like, we'll get to that. Jane's so cute. Um, but so, yeah, so they have three kids, which is different, but I love it. Uh, and they're so hilarious. And because their moms died, they like, they feel so responsible and old and it's just so precious. I was actually going to mention that, like, in comparison to how Michael and Jane were in Mary Poppins, like Michael and Jane were kind of terrors, but like these kids are so good. So sweet and smart. And they just want to help their dad because they know he's going through a hard time. And oh my God. This movie brings on so many more feels than the original Mary Poppins. Yeah. It's fucking rough. It really is. Um, so, of course, Mary Poppins comes in and saves them because they, uh, Georgie gets pulled away by a kite, essentially. <laughs> he chases a kite and he tries to grab it and he's the youngest, so he starts getting pulled away by it because it's the Mary Poppins wind. Yep. Um... So Mary Poppins comes down and she's like, oh, Georgie, like, you, you kids better be more careful. And they're like, how the fuck do you know our names? And they're yeah. like, she's like, oh, I know your parents, too. Like, hold up. Let's go home. Yeah. And they're like, what? And so. Well, and it's cute, too, because uh, uh, Jack, who's like the, yeah, the Bert, basically. The new Bert. Um, but he's just like, oh, that wind? That's Mary. I got to go meet her. And like, he's just kind of there, which is cool. I love it. And yeah, I love how they touch base. I think they only really mention it once but well yeah literally in that scene like mary's like how's bert doing he's like oh he's good you know just chilling basically so i like how it implies that like he knows bert and thus knows mary poppins like because of that whole thing yeah but it's also implying that mary poppins is still the same person which i kind of like yeah so it's super cute because yeah he knows all about her and the second that the wind starts going he's like oh, where's she at like, yeah she's coming literally she's coming for them banks children and let me just say that if anyone else had to play Mary Poppins beside the beloved Julie oh Andrews, God. Emily Blunt was the perfect choice. She did perfect. Yeah, she was so, it so was good. It was so good. Like, her voice was perfect. Oof. And, uh, uh, I can't. I'm getting chills. Okay, honestly. just keep going. Keep going. Uh, So she brings the kids back, and Jane and Michael are like, Mary Poppins? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And the kids are like, oh, my God, like, she flew down from the sky. And the parents are like, you you kids, like, you fucking whatever. And she's like, Mary Poppins, like, I'm staying to, like, help take care of the kids because clearly you guys need help. And Michael's like, I can't afford to pay you. And she's like, I didn't ask for pay. Fuck off, Michael. Like, I'm staying to help the kids. I'm not here for you, bitch. I'm here for the kids. Yeah. And I LOL, love- LOL. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Saving Mr. Banks? <laughs> um, and I just love how Jane's like, 
do you remember all that like fantastic stuff she used to do when we were kids like was that real or was it and michael's like no like obviously it wasn't real like we were just kids it was our imagination whatever mm-hmm. and i just think i was cute how like they remember it but they kind of think it wasn't real because they're adults yeah now. they just thought it was almost like a game that they played with mary poppins mm-hmm. that mary poppins is just like super fun and an awesome nanny but like it wasn't like magical and yeah like... and it's just really cute yeah it's awesome so then she starts taking care of the kids and like these kids are like no nonsense it's hilarious so the first scene that they do is like this bath scene <laughs> and they're like we don't need to take a bath like we already took a bath today or whatever the heck they're saying and she's like okay fine like clearly you guys don't oh she goes to put the bubbles in the bath and they're yeah. Like, we don't need bubbles. Like, we're just having a bath. We're not kids. And she's like, you know what? You're right. I'm glad that you're smart kids. And, like, you can obviously tell when things are factual and things are not. And then a fucking dolphin pops out of the pop tub, <laughs> out of the tub. And she's like, not yet. Like, fuck off. Yeah. And they're like, what? <laughs> Hold up. So then they all jump in and it's this fantastic song number. And, like, for an opening song number for Mary Poppins, I loved it. it oh, was yeah. so much fun. It definitely set the mood for the entire movie, and it did not disappoint. Definitely. It was very fantastic and out there. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then the movie pretty much follows the same plot line as the original Mary Poppins, where the kids keep getting into messes, and then Mr. Banks keeps getting upset. But see, it's in a very different way where it's like... In the original, Mr. Banks was mostly just upset because they were being silly children. But in this one, Michael was like, he was going to lose the house because mm-hmm. he didn't have enough money to keep up on the mortgage. And then, no, oh no, he forgot to pay for a couple months. Oh, that was the thing I loved was it wasn't even like they were broke and they had no money. It was like, oh, like my wife used to keep track of all the papers and like it just flew my mind and I completely forgot like I have the money I can pay it and yeah literally like, he was like my bad like well, what do I owe you and he was like oh no you can't you pay have us to pay now the whole thing now yeah or you lose the house and they were like uh what like we can't do that nah and then they found out that uh his father George Banks had was it bonds or shares it was shares shares, shares in, the bank. in the bank yeah but in they their needed name. the certificate that showed that they own the shares so that's mm. their whole thing for the movie is they're trying to find the shares that yeah and, and they only have like two days to do this so mm-hmm. like when the kids are coming in and being like daddy daddy like look what we did he's like okay yeah great but like i'm super busy trying and to stressed. The house. like <laughs> fuck yeah and then but every time he freaks out he's like guys i'm sorry like come here hug love me you. love you tell tell me about your day like mm-hmm. i'm sorry like it's very sweet that he like stops for a second and he's like shit like i shouldn't have done that my mm-hmm. bad because george never did that mm-hmm. that was actually one of my notes that like as much as the movie really puts him into the same position as george banks mm-hmm. he's very different yeah which is just amazing so good um so they go on kind of the same adventures the uh jack is what's called a lumiere which i kind of love because mm-hmm. it just reminds me of beauty and the beast and lumiere yes uh but they're lamp lighters instead of uh, chimney sweeps in this one which was awesome which yeah i love how they changed their job for the period it was mm-hmm. really really cool yeah they still did a wicked lamp post dance which was awesome yeah it, again a really great sequence really great choreographed sequence like i love how this movie was very much it followed the same plot but everything was somehow still different yeah and like it brought different feelings forward and it brought like mm-hmm. just a different feel but like basically the same kind of rhythm of the movie was mm-hmm. the same and it was like they had a they had one song that was like oh okay that's their super califragilistic song yeah. all right yeah I see where they're getting with that um 
And like instead of having Uncle Albert, they had Cousin Topsy, who, who was, was played Meryl by Street? Meryl Streep, which was the best thing ever. Just this crazy like Russian lady. Oh my god, I fucking Such love a Meryl funny Streep. Sequence. Oh my god, she was amazing. And she was basically like just this huge bitch at first, and yeah. then all of a sudden Mary Poppins was like, "Bro, just like live your life like this every day, and you just take the moment and and own it." And she was like. Oh Girl, fuck! <laughs> you're right, and she just owns it. It's so so good. funny. I love it. And then um, there's no feed the birds moment, which is interesting. No, there's no really like. To be honest, when I think about it, there's not really many slow songs besides Michael's song to, like when he was like singing about. Well, there's one which I think is like the sweetest thing ever because they. Oh, it's after. My favorite scene ever from the movie, which is the Royal Dalton Music Bowl. Oh, yeah. So I'll get a little more into that after because I need to freak out about it. But okay. after that whole scene, they all wake up as if like it was a dream or whatever. But they're all like, we had the same dream. Like it must have been real. And she's like, no, like it's fine. But the whole thing was it was their mother's bowl. And she said that it was priceless. So they thought that it was worth a lot. So, so they, they could sell, sell it. it to help with the house. Yeah. And then they find out, no, it was just priceless to their mom. And it's this whole emotional thing. And all the kids are like, man, like I miss my mom. And especially little Dorgy, the youngest yeah. one. <sighs> and then Mary Poppins sings a song about how nothing's lost forever. It's only out of place. And it's so heart wrenching. And True, oh, God, yeah. it breaks my heart. And then the kids sing it to Michael later. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, but yeah, so I think that's kind of the replacement for um, Feed the Birds. Yeah, that's fair. Um, The other thing, too, was earlier on, um, because they're looking for their certificate, earlier on, uh, they also find the kite from the first movie, and Mm -hmm. it was still all broken. And they were like, oh my god, haha, this kite, blah, blah, blah. And then Michael gets all pissed off because he can't find the certificate. And he's like, I'm just going to chuck this kite. And then she- Jane was like, uh, are you sure? Because, like, memories. And he's like, no, nah, I'm chucking it. So he goes and chucks it. But when the kids and Mary leave, uh, the kite kind of follows them out because Mary Poppins. Um, and Georgie finds it. And he's like, oh, cool, a kite. So he fixes it up. He patches it up. So With hopefully- a random drawing that he found. Yeah. He was, like, drawing on a scrap piece of paper and then ended up ripping it up and, like, using it to patch it up. So pretty much the whole thing is they're trying to find the certificate. They end up not being able to find the certificate. No, but I was trying to think about, yeah, the bank. The main banker guy. So, um... Michael also works at the bank. He's just a teller there part-time. Because he wants to be an artist. Yeah. He wants to be an artist, but it's not really working out. By the way, that's the thing. Georgie didn't draw it. He did. No, Georgie did draw it, and he gave it to Michael. Michael was like, oh, cool. Anyways, I'm busy. Oh, I thought... Well, whatever. But yeah, so they go to the bank to visit um, Michael, and they the kids end up in the head banker's office because they're like, maybe if we talk to him, like we can give him get him to give us a bit more time to like get the house together or whatever. And they end up overhearing the banker essentially being like, I want this foreclosure to go through because it means more money for the bank. Like, fuck the bank's kids. Even though earlier, like, he said, oh, Michael Banks, yeah, no, I'll, I'll totally, I can't I'll do anything do about whatever the de- I can. Yeah, like, can't do anything about the deadline, but I'll totally look up whatever I can. I'll look up his file. And he finds the file and burns it burns in the fire. It. I knew I couldn't trust that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... He ends up freaking out on Michael because the kids are running all over the bank. Obviously, classic Mr. Banks thing ensues and he freaks out and is like, I could have lost my job, mm-hmm. blah, 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 like get home. That's when the whole Lumiere dance scene happens. Classic Mary Poppins. Just like plot. Step in Time happened. Mm-hmm. And then they get home and so it culminates into they aren't able to find the certificate. 
and they end up just kind of accepting the fact that they have to leave the house Mm -hmm. so they pack it all up which is emotional as fuck i honestly didn't think that they'd get that far no i definitely thought that they'd find it like at the last second then it was like nope we're packing up and we're leaving and now the house is empty and you all get to see this and experience it with us Mm -hmm. it's fine and so they're packing. Well, and, and Michael gets all sad about like, you know, everything's lost now. Like I didn't want to leave, lose the house. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, nothing's ever lost forever. Like the, the lyrics from place. the, yeah, the lyrics <laughs> from the song. Like, Ugh, it's so heartbreaking. And yeah, it's really cute to see a lot how the kids kind of support the parents in this movie. Yeah. It's very reversed and it's really, really cool. Um, so they end up packing up. They've got like the one last box and the kites in it. And Michael picks it up and he looks at it and he's like, oh, like he used the drawing to patch up the kite. And he looks at it and the sun like shines through and it turns out that the certificate was what he was drawing on. So the certificate is now just like patchworked to the (laughs) kite, which is hilarious. Which I totally predicted that to be what it was. As soon as he was ripping up that uh, drawing, I was like, oh, that's totally the certificate. certificate. Yeah, (laughs) that's fine. Uh, So then they all rush to the bank. And it's a whole thing because they have to get there before midnight. Mm-hmm. So Michael and Jane run off to the bank. And it's like 1156 at this point. And yeah. he's like, we'll never make it. And Mary's like, yo, you go. We'll yo, take care of it. You'll make it. Don't worry. Yeah. So Jane and Michael run off to the bank in the moving truck. And they're like trying to get the dude's attention to the window and everything. And the banker actually sees them and sends the two lawyer guys down. And is like, stop them from getting in. Like, I don't want this to go through. Blah, blah, blah. He's just a dick. Yeah, I hate him. Uh, meanwhile, Mary Poppins and Jack and the kids and all the other Lumieres go to Big Ben straight up. There's like a five minute scene where they stack ladders against Big Ben to climb it. And then Bert ends up having to like freehand climb it anyways. But then he can't reach the top of the (laughs) clock, obviously. So Mary Poppins is like, fucking men and just flies up there and stands on it and does it herself. Which I'm like, why didn't she just do that in the first place instead of like climbing on each other for five minutes? and like had to be a whole thing. I think Mary was more like, I'm going to teach them how to do this. No, oh, fuck. And I got to do it myself. And she was like, God. I guess if you want something done right. So, yeah, she literally pulls it back, like, literally a second before it's supposed to chime. So, dude's getting all happy and he's, like, waiting for the chime and it doesn't come. And he's like, what the fuck? And he looks back and he sees more minutes and he was like, no, my watch says it's midnight. And they're like, nah, Big Bird's always right. Like, there's no way. It's like, no, dude. Like, it's midnight. And then Jane and Michael come in and he's like, Dude, you're late. And they're like, nope, nope, look at the clock. We made look it. Look at the clock. We made it. Don't know how, but we made it. <laughs> so then they start taking all the pieces off the kite and trying to put them together. And of course, they're missing the piece with the signature. The one piece they're missing. <laughs> that makes it like an actual legally binding document. Mm-hmm. So of course, the banker dude's like, nope, sorry, can't do it. Sorry. And then from like the corner, you just hear someone like, excuse me, like, are these the bank's children? Why aren't you being nice to them? And my fucking Dick Van Dyke walks in whoop, whoop. as Mr. What is it? Mr. Dawes? Mr. Dow Jr. Mr. Dow's Jr. this time. <laughs> so he comes back in and he's like, excuse me, like the banks have always been like loyal to this bank and blah, blah, blah. And you're just trying to make money. And that's not what this bank was built on. Yeah. And so he. Yeah. He was like, I heard you're saying that you're running this bank now because I'm crazy, but I'm not. I'm, I'm still here. here. <laughs> Bye. And then fucking 
pretty much he's like, you know what? Don't even worry about those shares. But also, do you remember that tuppence that you deposited in the bank fucking 700 years ago, Michael? And Michael was like, yeah, that was the most terrifying day of my life. How could I forget? <laughs> and he's like, well, like your father actually put it in the bank and like it's just been collecting interest and interest and interest since then. So you guys actually have like a pretty sweet savings account that you just didn't know about. And they're like, what? And then Dick Van Dyke gets up on the table and tap dances. <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing. So fantastic. Uh, and then, obviously, Michael's spirit is then uplifted. Everyone is wearing the most fantastically colored clothing. Their outfits at the end are great. Yeah, they've all been wearing very, like, gray and, like, beige clothes, basically. And then all of a sudden, it's all, like, color. It's very much, like, Jolly Holiday-esque. Oh. It makes me laugh. And then there's... Oh, my God. Also, Jack and Jane have this little romance <gasps> going. Oh, my God. And Mary totally ships them. Mary is, like, the ultimate wingman. Yeah. Because <laughs> he says something about, like, watching Jane, like, from the window when he was a kid and he used to be a Lumiere. And then she's like, oh, like, you should go talk to her about, like, the, the workers' movement or whatever. And, like, so they bond over that. Yeah. And then she just, like, keeps wingman and them together. And, oh, my God. It's so cute. Yep. End up holding hands at the end. I love it. So good. Uh, but yeah, so once they realize they found that they've saved the house, they go down to the park and they're there's all a spring fair. Yeah, yeah, they're all happy and everyone there's like food and there's balloons and Mrs. Potts. <laughs> I was so thrown off by that. I was like, yo, who's excellent voice is this and why is my childhood beaming right now literally i was freaking out and you were just like oh my god who is that and i was like mrs potts and you were like yeah yeah because i don't recognize her face yeah. but then she started singing and i was like oh my god what yeah so then she sings this excellent song about how there's nowhere to go but up mm-hmm. and it's just very uplifting and beautiful and then mary poppins leaves and it makes me so much sadder the second time yeah so much sadder because you can there's just that like recognition on her face of like oh, i get to leave the banks again like it's time to go and you're just like no. well and especially because everyone's like they're having a good time but they're also still like where's mary where's mary and she's just she gone bye me yeah, but no, i also like how sad. like when she leaves michael and jane are like she's gone again isn't she mm-hmm. well looks like the winds change like we'll see her again if we need to no she this time it was uh i'll leave when the doors open Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and the door opened, so she left. Yeah. So sad. But it was... I literally, throughout this whole movie, had a smile on my face. I... My first note is from the second that that overture started at the beginning, which, by the way, they did the credits at the beginning of the movie like they did back in the old days. Yeah. And it actually killed me. I was so fucking happy to just sit there and listen to that excellent overture of all the classic music first. Mm Mm-hmm. I was, like, overwhelmed with joy. Yeah. It was unreal. It started off on the best note, yeah. and it did not waver. Definitely. <laughs> it was so good. But, yeah, I literally had a smile on my face the whole time. Uh, also, I need to point out that Mrs. Weasley was in this one, and oh, she yeah! was fucking hilarious. Fucking she was, Ellen. She was <laughs> Nanny, right? No, she was Ellen. So, Ellen oh. is also in the first one. I'm not sure if that's implying that they're supposed to be the same person okay but i thought it's they, just ellen i thought it was the same person but no. she's like the housemaid whatever yeah. but yeah mrs weasley uh emily blunt and lin-manuel miranda oh my god i am obsessed with lin-manuel miranda if you've never seen hamilton or listened to the soundtrack do it bless yourself like just just do it we'll have to do a hamilton mod because i've never seen it we have to i realized that um when we watched the recording that i have 
I mean, I don't have a recording of a Broadway show. Huh. <laughs> um, it's just because most of it's rap. So, like, it's really hard to follow and understand. And I was like, I low-key want to go through and put subtitles, like, myself <laughs> in this movie just so that it's easier to follow. Yeah. Because, yeah, when I watched it, I already knew all the fucking words to, like, every song. I'd been listening to the soundtrack daily for, like, months at that point. Fair. So I already knew all the songs and chance got like five seconds into it and he was like i have no idea what the fuck anyone's saying like they're all going so damn fast and i was like i mean it's musical theater rap i might be able to follow along we'll, we'll try i'm sure you would yeah there'd just be like some random little things that you'd probably miss but whatever yeah um but he's amazing getting to see him like actually in a movie and like his little face is so cute his voice was wonderful so good and emily blunts you go on your rant now girl ah! you had a stroke in the theater I <laughs> I realized after listening to the soundtrack, so uh, they try and sell this Royal Dalton bowl, which I don't know if the brand is actually Royal Dalton or if it's a different brand, but that's an actual like porcelain brand that's worth a lot of money. Uh, so the kids want to sell the bowl because they think it'll help them save the house and they end up dropping it and chipping it and that turns into their uh, chalk scene thing rather Mm -hmm. than them going to the chalk drawings they go into the royal dalton music bowl Mm -hmm. and well they end up going to the royal dalton music hall yeah which is like a thing that happens in the bowl but they sing a song on the way there oh first of all it's just a really fun song honestly when the song started i kind of thought that was going to be their super califragilistic because there's a lot of words that she throws out that's like Furious and furious yeah like, me too i that's what i was kind of feeling when that started but then the next song happened and i was like oh no this is it um she does this i don't even know if i'm going to explain this right but this like croon mm. sound that women do sometimes we're like i'm not even going to try and imitate it go look up the song royal dalton music ball listen you'll know when it happens it gives you feels i literally i got goosies (laughs) oh god the second it happened in the theater i immediately turned to morgan and i was like that made me hard and she was like what (laughs) also though in the song when she does it for the first time the horse that's pulling their carriage i didn't even catch it the first time but in listening to it he turns on and he goes "Ooh, that tickled my tail and i'm like i didn't know that literally i'm like me too horse me too (laughs) (laughs) fuck yeah it's so good Yes. I did not know Emily Blunt could sing like that, and mm. it is hot as hell. You know, because she's married to John Krasinski, who's Jim in The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually really adorable. They're but really I had seen interviews uh, from Jim saying, like, you know, like, my wife's just sort of the whole package, and it's, like, low-key annoying sometimes because <laughs> she's just perfect. She's a fantastic actor. She can sing. She can dance. She's literally everything. And at first I was just like, I mean, I've never heard her sing, but, like, if you say she can, whatever. She's amazing. She's fucking fantastic like i, I can't like, get over it oh uh, those high notes in that chorus like on i fucking can't <laughs> yeah no just she the was... way she sounds is so beautiful i yeah. can't not listen to her i thought it was perfect and like you could there was a few times in the movie where i kind of got lost in her and i was like i could believe that she was the original mary mm-hmm. like she didn't overshadow like julie andrews but i think like you could tell that, like, she really embodied her. And also, like, um, I thought she pretty much looked exactly like Mary Poppins until I went back and actually looked at pictures from the original. And I was like, okay, she doesn't look exactly the same, 
but I like it. I like that Mary Poppins kind of grew with the age that they're in now. Well, I was I was going to say one of my notes was it had just the right amount of throwback that it's like you made it made me think of it, mm-hmm. but it can stand on its own legs where it's like it's right for the per- time period. It's right for the story. It's mm-hmm. like you technically don't have to watch the first Mary Poppins. You could just watch this one, but like watch the first Mary Poppins. Oh my God, just do it. Yeah. But like it, it's kind of, it stands on its own legs, mm-hmm. which is really great, but it's just so good. And I love going into it. I was so curious about what songs they were going to reuse. Yeah. If any. And I was like, they've got to reuse at least like, I couldn't even conceptualize the movie without supercalifragilistic. Mm. I don't know why. I was just like, that song's obviously got to be in there. Like, come on. See, for me, I thought it was going to be a spoonful of sugar. That's true, too. Because that's like, I thought at least one of the iconic songs was going to be in it. Mm-hmm. They did not repeat a single piece of music other than in overtures, which I fucking love. I thought that was the perfect way to do it because it was like, yo, we got our own songs, but we got to pay what's it we got to pay Homage, tribute yeah. yeah to our girl and like did the overture it was beautiful and like the overtures weren't exactly the same song too like no. it was nice little like renditions of it that yeah. you're just like oh that kind of sounds like this it was just wonderful yeah 10 out of 10 honestly uh 11 out of 10 fair like for <laughs> just the whole thing just go watch it it's yeah such a beautiful series uh the one thing i also wanted to mention that just gave me feels my last note was um the adults always forget yeah they had this oh. whole thing where it's like you know because what i thought thought was interesting because like jane and michael like they remembered but like they didn't remember that it was real mm-hmm. like they knew it happened but it was like meh and like they were all like by tomorrow the adults are 100 percent gonna forget this mm-hmm. but what i thought was interesting was like mrs weasley like looked at mary poppins yeah. and was like they're gonna forget the adults always forget and that made me wonder like who are you in this whole thing <laughs> like how are you connected to this because like how do you remember i don't who know the fuck knows man well and that's brings me to my next thing i just wanted to discuss with you quick Ooh. do you think there will be a sequel I want there to be just because I, I need more Mary Poppins in my life. Like, yeah. so bad. I just want to know more about her. Honestly, if I got a movie about Mary Poppins, yeah, I would cry. I think the whole thing with Mary Poppins is, though, like, the mystery of it all. You just don't know anything. And I don't know if it would ruin it or not, though. Because I kind of... I, I I Obviously, I want to know more because I'm that bitch that wants all the character development. <laughs> I'm that bitch. But also, in a sense, it's like, I kind of like that I don't really know much mm-hmm. of her. It's just kind of this all-knowing, powerful being that is just amazing. And super pretty. And I don't really need to understand why. It's just, she's her, and that's mm-hmm. it. It's kind of like Jack. He doesn't really get it. But, like, when she gets there, he's like, yeah! He's fucking down! <laughs> Let's do it! But, yeah. It's an excellent movie. Go watch them all. Seriously. Like, all of them. But not... Don't watch Saving Mr. Banks and the Mary Poppins, please. Don't. Unless you're, like, prepared for that. I wonder if... Oh, my God. I wonder how watching Saving Mr. Banks and then Mary Poppins Returns would be. Do you think it would be as effective? Uh, I don't know. I think the only reason it had such a solid effect on me watching the original Mary Poppins immediately after was because that's the first time that I watched the movie and really understood what it meant. And then that was the first time that Mary Poppins was really different for me. Fair enough. But in watching this now, not only like we're looking at it as adults, but we've also seen Mr. Banks and we know the story more now. Mm -hmm. So I think just the big thing was like growing up with Mary Poppins as a kid and it's just like, oh, it's this fun, whimsical thing. And like, she's there to help the kids. And then you grow up and you're like, oh, that's not at all what was going on. (laughs) 
All right. Wow. Ooh. Jeez. Yeah. That's fair. I really want to watch uh, Mary Poppins now because mm-hmm. we didn't feel the need to rewatch Mary Poppins because we've seen it so many times. And at the time, we were going to be recording like the next day. So we we're like, oh, like we'll just watch it another time. And then we didn't. You know. But it's fine. So, uh, what uh, your goals for the next fortnight? My goal is to continue working on my New Year's resolution <laughs> because I have definitely been working on it. Uh-huh. And I'm definitely going to continue doing that. Good. Being better at marketing and stuff. <laughs> Good. Get get on it, girl. Yeah. I don't really know. Like, it's it's hard to come up with goals all the time. Mostly, I'm just trying to not forget about my fucking New Year's resolution this no, year. No, yeah, that's good. That's that's probably more progress than you've made Definitely. in previous years. So. Definitely. <laughs> good girl. Good girl. Yep. Um, my goal is to just stick on time management, like with working and school and everything. Just keep at it, keep like on trucking. Especially with my planner, like I gotta keep using that because it's a lifesaver. Like at work, I have like a little weekly thing, and I write all my tasks and I check them off. So mm-hmm. like that's why I think using the planner is gonna work out well. Mm-hmm. So especially now that you've started using it for work too. Mm-hmm. Yep, it'll be good. Goodness. All right. So what to expect for our next episode, guys? Um, so this year in 2019, uh, Bell Let's Talk Day is January 30th. Um, we're having a podcast that comes out on February 6th. So we think that's close enough that we can do a Bell Let's Talk Day. Maybe there would have been this podcast or the next one. But like we really like Mary Poppins came out in December and we saw it the day it came out. So we really needed to record this episode. Yeah, we were low key wanting to do it for the first podcast of the year. But we we're like, we should probably do a New Year's one. So whatever. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um... So we just want to talk about Bell Let's Talk Day because uh, mental health is a huge thing for us, especially mental health awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe in it a lot. <laughs> we not really like Bell, but we love Bell Let's Talk Day. <laughs> uh, we want to talk about like well, how it started and how much money they've raised, um, kind of talk about our stories a little bit, and also just about in our community, like how mental health is and the stigma and you know, events that have happened. All that fun jazz. Yep. So I won't say too much because I won't spoil it, but that'll be what you're in for next week. Yeah. Real fun. Next fortnight. Damn it. What is wrong with you? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Real fun episode planned. Uh Uh-huh. We'll have fucking Vuvuzelas and everything. What? They're those dumb fucking soccer horns. Why do you know the name of them? (laughs) Because when, was it FIFA? A couple years ago, uh, oh gosh, I don't remember who won. I think it was Brazil or something, but it was a team that very specifically used those fucking horns, uh, and we happened to be in the falls on Clifton Hill, the final night of FIFA, oh God. and yeah, it was a sh- hell hole. It was bad. Bubuzela's everywhere. Uh, we're not having any of those. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Hey guys! Thank you so much for listening to Self Title Club. To continue to support us, please visit our website at selftitleclub.com for literally everything that we have. There's a link to our bio page, our Facebook and our Instagram, and also all our full episodes to listen to. There's also a contact page which links directly to our email, contact us at selftitleclub.com. Questions, comments, feedback, or general tomfoolery will be accepted. 
You can also subscribe to us on the Apple Podcast app or directly in iTunes, as well as on Google Play Music. And please rate and review us on iTunes because it helps other people find us, and it also helps us tailor our content to what you want to hear. We will be doing shoutouts for all the reviews we get, so keep them coming. That's all until next time. This This self-titled club meeting is now adjourned. adjourned.